Yo, yo, back again. Crack up in this colon for the homies. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how long this episode is going to be. I mean, kind of a weird. I'm in a weird space right now. I'm trying to get Derek Love. He wants to. Uh, he wants to come on, and he's just a hard guy to hound down. I even talked to uh, uh, Blake, one of his people, um, and he says he couldn't even get a hold of him. And but he did say I mentioned it to him um, last week. He'd be down to do a reloading centric episode. And uh, that's what we're going to do, among, amongst other things, because Derek's got a whole bunch of crap going on. That's why he's so busy. He's got a lot going on. He's a real interesting guy, uh, fun dude to talk to. Um, so I'm going to have him on. And also, uh, Theus from Hoplite, talked with him today, and he was hoping to be able to get free to do one tonight, but he's um, busy. And Aaron Hip, I may record another one uh, later this this week with Aaron Um is the adaptive tuner system, tuning system, uh, the uh, barrel tuner that I've got. Uh, you heard me and Josh talk about it. But, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a weird spot right now. I don't know what my fucking mood is today, but I'm just, I don't know, I'm irritable, I'm tired, and need this delicious beer tonight. I'm drinking Sierra Nevada Tropical Torpedo, which, man, this thing is fucking fire. It's a uh, really good like hot weather beer. I've been drinking these the last couple of weeks down at my river house getting drunk on the beach. You know, quarantining and shit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've been drinking a lot of these lately. They're really good. Um, yeah, there's I've got a few topics that I want to hit on tonight. And I don't even know what order I'm going to hit them in. But uh, one, one being big news, the new logo, I'm sure you guys see that the uh, podcast channel on Podbean and hopefully, um, iTunes has it updated by now. Uh, I got a new logo. My buddy, Eddie Stewart, uh, with Cape Fear Tattoo. He did my entire sleeve, my whole right arm from top to bottom. Um, he's an amazing artist, uh, everywhere I go. I mean, once a day, literally, I'm not even kidding. Once a day, almost never fails. I get somebody in Lowe's or a restaurant or a cashier somewhere's like, man, that's a, that's a kick-ass sleeve, man. Like, can I see the rest of it? And I'll pull my sleeve up with my shirt sleeve up. And, uh, I get people saying, man, that's one of the best tattoos I've ever seen is the shading on that flag and everything. It's, you know, it's, he did a really good job. Well, I gave him some ideas and, uh, he kind of ran with it. And I set on one of my 13 stars from my Betsy Ross flag sleeve on my elbow. Um, I have the, I don't know if you've seen it in pictures. I have the uh, 13 stars uh, circling my elbow. I wanted that around the outside of the logo. And then two crossed AIs, got a dog print, and beer. And uh, and just effing send it on it. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I got some, I ordered some t-shirts and I'm going to, once I get in and these are nice, these are the next level brand, which is everybody knows like the tri fabric blend stuff. They're really nice shirts. They're not shitty where the sleeves are super baggy and long and they shrink up and they're like, they're fine. They're how wide they are, but they're, they shrink short. Now this, these are, these are good ass t-shirts. You're going to like them. Um, I, I ordered a few and see how they sell. And 
Uh, I got a few people I'm going to give some to, um, guys close to me and, you know, all that stuff and some for myself. So that'll happen. Maybe one day I'll do koozies. I'll do beer koozies because I love beer koozies. Um, and, uh, maybe some stickers or something like that. It'd just be the logo. Um, but yeah, so that's new and I'm really digging it. I think it looks really good. Uh, what else we've got? Uh, we're going to touch on it when I get Theus on, but everyone knows, uh, uh, Hoplite Arms, uh, he's going to be, I mean, his, his rifle, uh, rifles, I should say, are going to be in that AI Barrett Sako space. They're not really going to be a quote unquote competition rifle, but neither are AIs and Barrett's and Sako's, but I see Barrett's every now and then, Sako a little more rare here and you always see AIs. So, I mean, but they're, they're full on weapon systems and he has got some kick ass shit. He told me today, um, about it. Um, but also he has, uh, Genesis ballistics. I think it's called Genesis something. Um, it's going to be a new ballistic program that is, He's got Gus from Patagonia Ballistics. He's teaming up with um, Gus is doing the writing right now, and they're looking at like a four month away time frame for iOS and Android users. And it is going to be, my opinion, the next level of ballistic engines. Um, it's going to be kick ass. But we're going to talk more about that. Um, yeah, uh, everyone knows about uh, the gentleman um, in Minnesota who was just killed by... It, that, that might be something that's further put me into a weird spot, weird space mentally. Um, you know, we've seen, as a country, we've seen the whole gambit of these types of issues... Um, you know, I have a lot of, I have a lot of friends that are cops. I'm sure there's a lot of you guys that are listening that are cops as well. Um, and I by no means am, am painting all cops the same way I wouldn't want people to paint all white people a certain way. Or I certainly don't paint all black people or Hispanic people or anybody, any group, because you're a, uh, well, the difference is a cop you chose to be, whether you're black, white, Asian, Hispanic, you didn't choose that. So everyone needs to be judged by the content of their character under no, there, there is no, uh, exception to that. Whether you're white, red-blooded American, 1776, fuck the, fuck the crown type guy, or whether you're black dude from fucking Compton, or whether you are, you know, a Muslim from, you know, Morocco, or you, you, you should be judged by the person you are, not something that you had nothing to do with or something that you had n nothing that you had to any input about yourself. Um, but these, these fucking cops, man, it's a white dude and an Asian dude, man. 
Someone should have fucked their shit up. Because what they did was goddamn murder. And for the world to see. It's a tough video to watch. I'm not going to go into the details. As I'm sure most people have already seen this. If you've you know, tuned into anything or been on social media. Which I'm going to get into social media on the, maybe the next topic. But um, there, there's that is not SOP. That is not anybody's TTP to put your knee on a handcuffed man's neck. And this wasn't, it doesn't matter if you're a little dude or a big dude, but the cop, the white dude was, I mean, he doesn't look, he looks at least my size, if not taller and way more, you know, I'm a buck 60 and he had to be over that. And to put your, to, to center your, think about what actually happened. There's a man on the ground against a hard surface. There's no give in concrete. Okay. And then, I don't know if you remember in science class, I remember in my science class, my science teacher was trying to impress students. We were talking about surface area and how a woman's, a woman in high heels has more pounds per square inch in that heel than an elephant does in its foot. Well, why is that? Because of smaller surface area, right? Her weight, say a woman weighs 120 pounds. On that little bitty high heel, the, the bottom part of that heel, on let's just say on a floor, has more pressure than the entire than, than a, an elephant because it has a much bigger foot than that. And, and how, I don't even know how much a fucking elephant weighs. I'm not going to sit here and, and throw out a number out. Because that's just. that's I don't really know where to start. Tons and tons. They're heavy as fuck. Obviously. But. So you got this cop. Who basically centers his weight. Puts all of his weight on. The surface area of his kneecap. Very little of his weight is on his foot, that the foot of the knee that's on uh, um, Mr. Floyd's neck. Okay. Um, and he's got it not on his back where it would be bad enough because that could labor someone from breathing. On his fucking neck, his trachea, his spinal column, his, I mean... A neck isn't that hard to break, nor is a windpipe. And, you know, reports say that he died at the hospital. Bull fucking shit. That dude was dead on the fucking pavement. If you are a patriot, if you believe half the shit you fucking preach, you'd have done something had you been there. I I, I want to say I would, and I don't I don't know that I would. Because I'm not in that situation, so I'm not going to sit here and preach. But I would like to think I would have. Because that man's civil liberties were not only violated. That man's right to life was violated. Now, the problem with this entire thing 
is there are have been other instances and i'm not this isn't a caveat to 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 lessen what went ha- what happened in minnesota not at all um this is not an and i'm not going to say an excuse to excuse what happened or to lessen the onlookers outrage i'm not trying to do that at all but we have seen multiple times of people being arrested or were shot and killed by police officers that would they were definitely the the perpetrator in question was not the victim of which the media and the public painted them to be this man was 100% without a doubt. Those cops need to go down for fucking murder. If they get off with anything less than manslaughter, I mean, it, it, if the second degree or less is a travesty. Okay. Second degree murder, manslaughter. Any, that's, that's not good enough because that's not what that is. Because I promise you, they were in in the academy. They were trained not to do that. And they did it anyway. And the man was unconscious. And the motherfucker was still on him. And handcuffed. On his stomach. What threat could he have been? And it... This is another example of government... Look, cops... If you're listening to this, I hope you're good cops, um, because I know the majority of you are, but let's, and I hope you can agree with me, is that, that police officers, they're just the king's men for the most part. Now, it'll get me into the topic of Officer Greg Anderson, who I'm not sure if you've seen him about, but we'll get into that in a little bit, but uh, he seems to be the... The anomaly. He seems to be the the only exception so far that we've seen through this whole COVID nineteen civil liberty infringement. Infringement is, I say it very loosely. It's more than infringement. This is socialism, you know, light. This is your AOL free trial internet disc back in the nineties. This is that of socialism. Okay. Sorry. Um, the times that we've talked that I'm talking about of of Mike Michael Brown, okay, when Eric Holder's dumbass and his entire weight of the Justice Department investigates, and they can't find anything contrary to the official report of which Michael Brown. Assaulted, uh, where the fuck his name was? The cop. It, I knew it. I know it, but it left me. Um, and tried to go for his gun and that the story panned out and that the whole hands up, don't shoot thing was 100% fabricated because the guy who said it admitted it. Uh, when those, and then, and then you see Ferguson, Missouri burned to the fucking ground. Okay, they burned their own community. They're 
own shop that, you know, people that live in their community with them that happen to be small business owners. Lives were, you know, almost destroyed if insurance didn't cover it. Uh, and livelihoods at bare minimum put on a definite hold because of a false narrative and because of a good shoot that was painted to be a, a, you know, basically murder is what they're saying. All of those times that that happens, it lessens the severity of times like this, which I don't like because this, what happened in Minnesota is 100% a absolute travesty. And I, I, I don't know what other word to use other than travesty because that is 100% abuse of power and a man lost his life for it for millions upon hundreds of millions of people to see for nothing. The man was innocent. He, he wasn't even, even if he was guilty of what they thought he was, which it was supposed to be writing bad checks. He didn't write a bad check. Uh, I'm not sure if it was a mistaken identity or if it was just a, uh, it was just error that they thought he wrote a worthless check and there, and it wasn't, but either way, whether if he wrote 10 bad checks, a hundred, a whole checkbook, how many checks are in a checkbook, a whole checkbook full of bad checks that is, does not negate 100% does not negate what happened nor does it lessen it or make it okay or anything like that unless that man was trying to harm someone then that should have never happened now if this was a rapist and he was in the act of raping somebody i'd have broke his neck for you but that is well that's not the law one that's not their place but i wouldn't bat an eye or lose a you know a second of sleep if that if that were the case, but this man was thought to have wrote a goddamn bad check. What the fuck? And somehow a struggle ensues and then a man loses his life in a very fucked up way. Like, can you imagine basically just choking to death? Have you ever choked before? It sucks. Like getting choked out is one thing, but when you choke to the point where you're thinking you're going to die, that's... That's a whole nother, I mean, I've been there. I've choked before and it scared the absolute shit out of me. My son choked and that was the scariest time in my life. I've had a, I've had a pistol pointed in my face, a loaded 38 pointed in my face before. I was less scared then than I was when my son was choking on some fucking chicken nuggets. Um, but, uh, when you're the one experiencing it, you know, I choked on a Jolly Rancher. And it scared me to fucking death. This man was terrified to his last moment. And it wasn't like, boom, shot, killed, you're dead. He'd been lucky if that's what that was. It wasn't. But we, we got we to gotta wake the fuck up. You know, police have become militarized. And it, it's, it's sad. It's it's really sad, and it's either a lack of training or a lack of uh, screening your officers. It's one or the other. So 
I don't say I can't 100% blame the department, but I kind of blame the department for. I mean, it, it's me. It just it looked like that he had to know what was going on. He had to know that he was killing this dude. Okay. This these these fuckers need to go to jail, and I, I hope they go to a, a federal fucking booty farm, and I hope they get ass fucked until their eyeballs bleed and then die i mean that's that's what needs to happen so um this is not an anti-cop thing um like i said i have close close relationships with a lot of police officers i've I've worked with police officers from all over the country training canines and those guys are straight up squared away good dudes and you know I really don't foresee any people like them doing shit like this, but shit like this does exist. This happens and it it happens. Well, one time is too often, but you know, it's one thing if, if a guy they're chasing, you know, whips out a cell phone really fast and it looks like a gun, it's dark. And there was an accident of like mistaken identity of you losing your life. But when the man is handcuffed, on his face, hands behind his back. Okay, the threat's over with. Okay? The threat's over with. You know, if you want to do anything, lay him on his belly like he was. Put your foot on his hands that are at his waist. He's not going to suffocate that way. If you're worried about him getting up and doing something ninja shit with his hands behind his back, just put your fucking foot on his hands. Put him right there on the cuffs. Okay, I mean, goddamn, don't put your damn knee on someone's head or neck or even back or chest. Jesus Christ, fucking assholes. (sighs) Hope no one's kids are listening to this. Um, But yeah, back to social media. Aside from all of this. I had gotten off of Facebook for over a year because I, I'd come to the realization one day that I was just tired of the way I feel like Facebook was making me feel like because th- it look there's 100% there are probably bukus of psychiatrists that work for Facebook or any you know, Twitter social media moguls right that like either social conditioning you know just like an example of that is like the big push for the new normal like bitch this is not the new normal the new normal is the old normal and nothing less as far as this COVID-19 shit you know this too shall pass and and then then it's back to the normal but that's an example of and so they found through whatever algorithms they use that uh people interact and and react more to anger than they do you know stories about puppies a fireman saving a puppy right they react more to you know you know gang shootings or you know the racial stuff or cop like this whole thing even though this definitely needs to be spread like wildfire because it needs to you know wake some motherfuckers up um but I, I got tired of it, especially during like the, you know, election and 
2016 and what happened after that. Not that I'm some big Donald Trump fanboy by any stretch, but, uh, you know, it's, I, I got off of it. I was like, you know what? I felt happier. I did. I was like, man, I got a lot of, I got a lot of time. I spent more time with snipers hide, but I, I was like, I got a lot more time, uh, to do whatever the fuck I want to, cause I'm not spending it on my phone, you know? And the only reason why I'm back on Facebook is for this podcast. So basically what I wanted to, you know, basically, I don't know if it even matters, but I'm, I'm going to be interacting less. I don't, I, I, I won't be looking at my news feed on Facebook. Instagram's not as bad. I know Facebook owns Instagram and whatever, but as far as pictures go, there's still some of it, but it's a lot less. It's more like, Oh, what did, you know, Joe Blow have for dinner at some nice restaurant or a lot of shooting stuff or a lot of, you know, gear related stuff or, you know, hunting pictures. And it's, it's more in, I don't want to say innocent, but I mean, kind of less social conditioning stuff than, uh, Facebook is Facebook and Twitter, which I've never been on Twitter and thank God I never will be, but it is just a fuck storm. And I, I just, I won't be, I'll be, posting stuff about the podcast or about, you know, whatever, something that you guys would like, and then interacting on the just F and send it podcast, Facebook page, uh, Facebook group. Um, and, uh, basically that's, that's going to be about the extent of, of my Facebook usage. Um, God, I can't stand Facebook. It's like shooting groups. The only one I do like is the Dasher group because it's all like load development and, you know, stuff like that. And, but it's as far as like random or just, you know, run of the mill general long range shooting group on Facebook. Oh my God. There's so many fucktards on it that just a bunch of fuds, you know, they went and got them a, a, you know, Ruger American predator in 308 or 65 Creed more than they think they're goddamn Carlos Hathcock or some shit now. But it's, yeah, so I, I'm not going to be interested in any of those. Um, but it's, it, Facebook is just, it's fucking toxic, man. And, and Twitter is too, because I just, you hear that everybody that are on, that is on Twitter, that if, if they're not contributing to the toxicity, then they're complaining about it. Right. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm going to be even more or less active on Facebook other than stuff for the podcast and that's about it um or match announcements or stuff like that but uh yeah that's about that oh okay let's get back to what i talking about with greg anderson okay greg anderson was a cop at the port of seattle i'm sure i mean he's had like a hundred bajillion views but he was a he's a was a cop for port of seattle on duty in his patrol car talking about the 100% violation of the constitution that he's witnessed around the country via social media from cops and what's going on in New York and uh, all these places, people, you know, businesses shut down and getting arrested for opening them. The lady down in Texas, the hair salon owner, um, just, that's just an example of, um, and it was a good video and he was, I mean, he was an ex ranger. He was a, a bat boy. Um, and, 
I listened to his podcast with um, uh, Anthony Stumpf on the uh, uh, Cleared Hot podcast, and it, it was a great podcast just to hear kind of his story, but hear how it went down with, you know, basically his department when it first went up, it had like 40,000 views. They're like, hey, look, good job. Like, it's good on you. Like, we agree. Because he said that he said in the video, like we have never had this kind of stuff going in our department, thank goodness. But I'm seeing it in other departments around the country. Well, once it really got traction and somebody saw it and had the pull to be able to call probably his chief of police or his captain or um, sergeant or whatever, and basically told him to pull the plug. He said, I'm not going to. And they said, well, if you don't, we're going to fire you. And he said, hey, do what you got to do. Because if I take it down, then I'm shitting on what I, what I said in the video. And I'm, I'm, I can't do that. Uh, we, need, we need more Greg Andersons. Okay, forget COVID-19 because this kind of crap was going on before COVID-19. And now it, there's just a much, I guess, quote unquote, better excuse to do it. Um, as far as violating people's civil liberties and, and constitutional rights. And we can definitely, we can go down a whole gambit of, of the different rights, but, uh, you know, one of them that's closest to my heart is your second amendment rights. And, um, so it's, he's, he's a good dude. You can go check him out on Instagram. Um, yeah, but go listen to the cleared hot podcast with, uh, Andy Stumpf. Um, with Greg Anderson, it was a great episode, but we, like I said, we need more Greg Andersons in our lives, uh, in this country. I don't give a shit about the rest of the world, but this country, this is supposed to be a, this is supposed to be the beacon of freedom. And we're looking a lot more like North Korea or China and Venezuela. I'm not okay with that. I'm not at all okay with that. It better start getting better or it's going to get much, much worse. And we don't want that. I mean, I don't want the bug uh, or anything like that. I don't want that because everybody's lives are completely altered after that. I'd rather this just fix itself. Like vote people in that are like-minded as you, as best as you can. Um, but the bug is the last option that none of us want. Uh, all right, going to more lighter things. Uh, Dasher Barrel. Got my AI Dasher Barrel from Josh, and it fucking hammers. He, uh, remember I mentioned I, I wanted it uh, headspace to shoot, uh, basically to have the same dimensions as my brass from my John Hancock Dasher Barrel. And he thought that he and he knew this, but when when he got done with it, he set a headspace to half a thou. And to my other chamber, mind you, that was for a different action. This is for my AI. And I'm here to tell him that he was unsuccessful. It was not a half thou. It was dead nuts perfect. So kudos to you, Josh. Appreciate your brother. Um, you killed it and I've, I've only got 40 rounds down it and I basically got it zeroed at a hundred with, uh, I had some fire form loads that I needed to do. Um, some, uh, some BR brass and fire form at the dasher 
and I took about 40 of them out there and I got it on paper and then guessed my what I don't even know. I didn't have a chronograph with me out there. It is an inch shorter. Um, he didn't have any 27 inch blanks, which is what I wanted. Uh, he didn't have them, but oh well. Um, so it's a 26 inch blank and it's new. So I was going to speed up, but I just started guessing some dope out. Uh, I think I was shooting from 450 at my house and crush, crushing the target with little 95 grain TMKs going probably slower and shit with 30 grains of argot. But, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm glad to have a dasher in this. That way I can shoot the dasher in either rifle I want to shoot. And, uh, more likely I'll probably shoot, I will kind of default to the AI to shoot for any given match. Um, and, uh, and I have, like I said, I have my six Creed barrel as well. And Josh took my 25 BR barrel back with him when he left from our fishing trip. And he's going to punch that out to 25 Creed more. Um, and, uh, I'll have those three calibers to play around with, um, on the AIs. Beauty of, the, beauty of Action National. It's literally a four millimeters, uh, hex screw, loosen it up, screw the barrel off, screw it on, torque it down. Bob's your uncle. So, um, going to be getting more rounds down this thing. And once I, my goal is to have it shoot the same exact load. It won't be as fast, obviously, as an inch short blank, but I'm okay with it being slower as long as it shoots it equally as well. You know, same spread around the same spread and definitely the same group size. So I'm thinking I'm not going to have a problem with that. But anyway, um, so uh, moving on. Burger. Yeah, do you remember... Uh, a couple episodes ago, I was talking about why the fuck does Burger keep coming out with new 6.5s and new 6mm? And why do they keep shying away from a 257 hybrid, like Fast Twist, a uh, competitor with the 131 Blackjack Ace? Well, somebody was listening because uh, I guess. I guess Brian couldn't contain himself. He took some pictures in front of his fire pit, like throughout the afternoon, like just to kind of, you could see it's getting darker in the in the group of photos. And he then he took a photo of a bullet that he had in his hand in front of that fire pit, and said so he's losing sleep over this little guy. And people are like, "Oh, is that a new six millimeter? Or is that a new thirty caliber or whatever?" And someone said, "Is that a new six five? And he said, "Yeah." Take about seven thousandths off of that. So it's a two fifty seven. Looks like a hybrid. So he's gonna be having a two fifty seven hybrid. Now, looking at it, it's hard to tell. It's one little picture of it in his hand. My guess it's gonna be between exactly where I wanted it was no, I'm not saying anything because what I said. I'm just saying that it just happened to work out that way. That it looks to be about a 120-ish to 130-ish uh, grain bullet. If it was like 125, it'd be fucking epic. Um, that would be awesome. And I'm definitely going to try it. I mean, the Blackjack Aces are amazing, but I'm a sucker for a hybrid. And um, 
it's always good to have choices, right? Because no matter what, there's just some barrels that just don't like some bullets. So, you know, you may have a barrel that just doesn't like that one bullet. And um, now you're going to eventually have an option. So I'm excited about it because it is a kick-ass option. If it's a hybrid, if it's a, like I said, that 120 to 130-ish grain uh, bullet class in a 257 hybrid, it's going to be kick-ass, and I'm excited about it. Um, you know, if the BCs are anything close to it, I'll run it. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be as high of a BC as the the Ace is, but if it's anywhere close to it, I'll run the fuck out of it. So, I'm excited about it. Um, I was going to see if there's anything else. Uh, yeah, a little bit about little dogs. Have anybody seen that video that was going around of... I don't know, was it Central Park or some park, public park? Apparently, two pit bulls got loose, and they are terrorizing the park, right? And you see everybody, like, standing up on top of picnic tables and standing on top of jungle gyms, and somebody did get bit a little bit. It wasn't bad, but they did get bit. Um... And you see animal control come out there and they can't get the, the uh, catch poles on them. And you can tell the animal control guys are scared. Uh, the dogs, the dogs, if you, if you knew anything about dogs, just watch, just watching them. If you remember me talking about, I don't remember if it was the, the, so you think you want to work in dog episode or a different one talking about dogs. But dogs that will bite, but they don't want to fight, like they, they'll bite you. They'll put teeth on you, but they don't want to really get in it, you know? That was definitely these dogs because, okay, one guy was that the, they were centered on was standing on top of a picnic table. Well, my four-year-old can get on top of that picnic table in a second. You don't think these freaking stellar athlete of dogs couldn't get on that picnic table and fuck this dude up if they wanted to? They didn't want to. They were just, it was just, they were acting scared, so they fed into it. And, you know, they felt the dogs, you know, you know were feeling a little tough at the moment. And anytime something went back at them, you see those dogs back up. So a cop ends up coming out there and uh, the cop had like a, an asp or a baton and was swinging at him. The dogs would back up and there you can see that their their hair or their hackles are on their ends. And, and they're going up and barking, getting real low and kind of having their head up. And there's like chattering, like chatter biting and barking and stuff. These dogs would have easily been just shooed the fuck away. Because all it took was if, if the cop or anybody had just walked these dogs down, those dogs would have barked their whole way back home. Kind of like the story that I told you about when me and my wife were riding bikes and that pit bull came out underneath that porch and started hauling ass towards us barking. And then I jumped off the bicycle and ran towards him and he ran all the way back to the house barking. These dogs were no fucking different. But the cop ended up having to shoot one of them. Um, he never got bit, but he had to shoot one of them. And he didn't, I don't even think it killed him. He just went, and he was all fucked up and whatever. 
And then the other one was like, man, fuck this shit. And, and, and dipped a little bit. But they got a hold of both of them with the catch poles. And they were probably euthanized. And fine. These dogs were dangerous enough to do this do this whole thing, this whole charade, really. You know, if it had been a kid, they could have easily gotten hurt. But, you know, these weren't man-eaters. These weren't, you know, I don't even know what what to say they're not. They're not material to anything that we want to work with. But it was just amazing to me, like, how blown up the situation was and the, you know, to having to discharge a firearm in a, in a public park, you know, Anything could have happened. It didn't need to get, the dog didn't need to get shot. I mean, if you want to go put the dogs down, I don't give a fuck. It didn't you know, make no difference to me. I don't give a shit about the dogs. But those are just examples of behavior that I've talked about with dogs that like people are like, oh, my dog will bite you. Your dog may put teeth on me, but he ain't going to fight me. There's a, there's a very, 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 very small chance that dog or whatever dog wants to fight. Um, and these dogs were no exception. They did not want to fight. They were there to, to, they were having fun is what they were doing. Um, and it's, like I said, you resort to shooting the dog in a park in front of kids and shit like that. When you could have easily just ran the dogs off or could have done a better job catching the damn things. The, 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 if the animal control guys weren't so fucking terrified, they probably would have been successful in catching the damn dogs, but they weren't. Um, anyway, uh, let's see any other topic I wanted to discuss. Um, I don't have this written down, but, uh, yeah, big hubbub about, uh, some, uh, alleged case of cheating at the K&M match. Uh, this past weekend, I'm not going to say his name. It's not my business. I wasn't there. I don't know the guy. Um, I don't even know yet definitively if he did cheat, but it kind of looks like he did. He did. Um, so allegedly this guy is affiliated with K&M and with the A-team. He's an A-team shooter and like, wasn't even in the fucking hunt for the, for the W man. He was like, I don't even know where he was in the standings, but definitely wasn't anywhere near the top. I don't know the the ins and outs if it was an RO, a squad RO, where just the squad, the shooters kind of RO'd and score kept, or or if there was a new RO um, that was very impressionable, didn't know, or whatever. But apparently the guy got an 8. Somehow, in practice score, he had a 10. And allegedly Shannon asked him, what'd you get on that stage? And he said an eight, but apparently he possibly had access to practice score to go and edit his score, like not on the website, but on the scorekeeping apparatus, if you will. Uh, he had the ability to do that and there Shannon and whomever else are going back at past matches that he shot to see if, they can see any type of edits or anything like that to further, I guess, escalate the situation. So, was way I understand it, he was DQ from the match. Basically, told to fuck off, um, and is banned from shooting a PRS affiliated match for the rest of the year. Um, 
yeah, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Um, but, you know, um, don't fucking cheat, guys. This shit is not that serious. Like, I don't care if you're a, you know, high-level sponsored shooter and you got to get some wins under your belt or top threes or... Dude, none of y'all are making a living off of this. None of y'all are feeding your family and putting food on your table off of this shit, off of competing. I'm not saying shooting because like instructors or, or range owners, but I'm talking about shooters, com- competitors. All y'all got jobs. You know, I'd really cheat on your taxes. You know what I'm saying? I ain't even mad at that. Like, I ain't even mad at you cheating on your taxes because taxation is theft. But, like, don't cheat at this shit. Why are you going to do that? There's been a few cases and, you know, uh, and then once another case happens, everybody remembers and reminisces to the past cases, um, you know, at the behest of the people that, you know, did the crime. But, um... Yeah, man, American Rifle Series, those guys are fucking savage. That they didn't waste any time at all with the memes, bro. Like, dude's getting fried. I'm not saying he didn't deserve it, because I don't I don't know. I, I cannot sit here and speculate. I can just know see read what I read and make a judgment call off of that. I'm not saying what I'm what I'm reading is accurate. I don't know. I wasn't there, I wasn't involved. But you know, if the Bama got caught cheating and they go back and find out he's done it before, bro, I don't, I don't, I mean, banned for life? Is that, is that the next step? Like, no, not, not, not this year. It's, it's every year. You will not shoot a PRS match. But if it comes out that the Bama did cheat, I'm not talking about he's done it multiple times, but just this one match. It's behoove you, if you're a match director, to figure out who I'm talking about if you don't know who I'm talking about. And make sure he ain't signed up for your shit. So that goes for you NRL uh, match directors. You know, I love I love the NRL. I love the guys in the NRL. Um, y'all know what to do. Um, I don't know if there's been a proven case of cheating in the NRL yet. But there will be. People are going to do it. People are going to act stupid. People are going to do dumb shit. Um... And just don't fucking cheat. There's no, there's no need. You're not. Even if you did it for the win, yeah, you might get some money from selling whatever your prize was. But besides that, it ain't worth it. I mean, and now you ain't gonna shoot shit for the rest of the year, other than the shit. You're gonna shoot the shit. You're gonna run, shoot your mouth off. That's all you're gonna be able to do, because you ain't shooting the matches. And like I said, if match directors are smart outside the PRS you need to find out who this is and make sure he ain't signed up for your shit um, not to think that he would go and try to do it again like a serial cheater after he got caught but you just don't want that it, 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 the message needs to be sent okay the price needs to be paid you cheat you don't shoot period it doesn't mean you don't shoot for these guys and you can go shoot over here no it means you don't shoot that needs to be the message and, you know, to, to, I guess, help, you know, solidify it not happen again, you know, or to our best of our ability that cheating won't happen again. But this is a very, 
small in the relative grand scheme the shooting community is, is pretty small and the word gets out you know and you you don't in in most 99.999% of dudes in it are squared away good dudes and would never cheat so and and aren't and even more so aren't going to tolerate cheating and take it lightly um so don't fucking do it it's not a good idea um anyway I'm trying to think anything else um I think I can't really think. I got all my ammo loaded up. Uh, so we've got uh, Pig River coming up, not this weekend, next weekend. The weathermen are rarely right, but um, it ain't looking good. It's looking like we're gonna get dumped on. I'm knock on knock on wood that doesn't happen, but it kind of looks like it's gonna happen as far as you know a a week and a half out forecast. I mean, it could fucking snow is all I know for, you know, going off what the weatherman says. Um, it's the only job you can be wrong 100% of times to keep your job. But uh, anyway, yep, all the ammo. We've got like 240 rounds loaded up. I need to true my shit out in the distance. Uh, I did it with uh, the Alpha Brass. Same bullet. And hell, it's only a tenth different in charge weight. Um... I can't remember what my speeds were with that uh, alpha load. I think it was a little bit faster. Um, yeah, like 2970 is what I think it was. And this is running about 2950. I've trued it out the distance with that. And I, I, if I don't get a chance to go shoot it at distance, I know what it does at at least 511 yards. I've shot multiple inch and a half inch and three quarter inch groups at 500 yards with it uh it's good to that distance that's for sure um as far as my um uh, ford off kestrel to get it trued up hitting center impacts at a grand i just had to bump the form factor from one down to 0.99 so um it's if I don't get a chance to shoot, I should be fine. Uh, I'm going to run with that form factor and my new velocity and everything, everything should be fine. I know the, the, um, the velocity is true at 500, which is what I typically would do the five and 600 yard range. Um, if I don't get a chance to go through it, I think I'll be okay. I'm also taking my AI with me, um, with the six Creedmoor barrel on, um, as a backup, I technically haven't water tested my, um, my dasher loads. It's 31 and 31.8 grains. It, it should be fine. And most guys are running 32.4 to 32.6 grains and, uh, don't have pressure problems. They're not running that ragged edge. Um, I'm running 31.8. So in theory, I should be fine. If not, I've got uh, two cases of Hornady 6 Creedmoor ammo that I feel super confident in um, to replace that rifle if I'm having pressure problems. 
So the AI is taking the back seat. It's, uh, it's going to be in the bullpen um, for this match. It will be uh, shot with a dasher barrel on for the war match in West Virginia next uh, well, July. Um, so I'll get everything spun up for that, get it broke in nice and good, speeds leveled off, and uh, yeah, it should be fine for that. But I think I got everything... Um, Pretty much squared away, went ahead and got it done early instead of that, you know, finish up loading Thursday night before we leave Friday morning to go to Virginia. So I feel good about that. Um, I think that's about it, guys. Uh, yeah, let me know. Uh, give me some, like I said, I've got at least three guests that I've got either lined up or will eventually have lined up to come on next. So this will probably be the last solo podcast you get um, for a little while. Uh, My goal is to just have, like I said, I'm going to get Derek on, Theus on, and uh, Aaron Hip on. Uh, Hopefully I can get them all before the match. If not, one of them will probably be after the match. But you will get a road trip podcast. So Jeff, I'm sure you listen to this. Me and you are gonna are gonna do a a, a truck cast. CL, I wish you were gonna be there, but CL's gonna be fishing in the Big Rock. If y'all don't know what the Big Rock is, it's probably the I don't know, may, one of the biggest fishing tournaments on the East Coast every year. Big Rocks out of Moorhead, North Carolina, and big big money like. One million dollars. I mean, it's it's a good, it's a big, big deal. And CL is one of the best in the biz. So hopefully he gets the W and his boat um, does well. So there's not just obviously there's biggest marlin killed, and that's the that's the main attraction, right? Because it's you know the biggest of all the fish they're going to be catching. But they've got you know biggest wahoo, biggest dolphin or mahi. Or, you know, biggest whatever, biggest tuna. They got all those other kind of like divisions, right? But, you know, the you know, the big kahuna is is going to be, um, you know, blue marlin. So, uh, I, got, I got faith in my man. CL is a fucking guru at offshore fishing. He is the man. Um, but me and, me and Jeff are going up, uh, we're going to ride up Friday morning, go check in, uh, at pig river, probably drink a couple cold beers, confirm zero, not in that order, but, uh, and then, uh, go check in the hotel, go out to dinner, eat a nice fat steak and, uh, hopefully get some sleep. But, um, It'll be fun. I can't wait. It will rain, sleet, snow, sunshine, hell or high water. I can't wait. I need another match. It's going to be fun. Like I mentioned before, there's going to it's it's a stacked match. There are tons of really really good shooters going to be there, and it's always a good match at Pig River. Uh, Josh uh, Bandy does an impeccable job. It's a beautiful range. Um, the props are awesome. The course of fire is awesome. The entertainment's awesome. These are going to have a band, food, beer. It is a hoot 
and I'm I'm super super excited. It's one of my it's become one of my favorite matches, and I, I can't wait to um to go shoot it and just like I like I've said before, the shooting is obviously the main thing, but to me it it kind of takes a back seat as much as I love shooting and competing. It kind of takes a back seat to me to the camaraderie to, I get to see all of my match shooting friends that I only get to see from all over when there's a match. Um, uh, Keith Baker, um, you know, Patrick Young, um, Brian Lewis, Daniel Chatton, you know, all those guys, they're, they're all either in Virginia or Ohio or, you know, um, yeah, all the guys over there, Matt, all of you, um, it's going to be a good time. I can't wait for to, to see you guys and hang out. So and we're going to have a blast. Just go easy on me a little bit. Okay. Do me a solid. Anyway, uh, I think that's going to be it. We're here running up on the hour. I reckon that's well, it's longer than I expected it to be. Um, considering it was kind of an impromptu episode. I was, I was sitting downstairs watching TV with Courtney and I was like, I'm gonna go fucking record a podcast solo. She was like, you should do a podcast with me. And I was like, what the fuck are we going to talk about? Like, what are you, what are you going, what are you going to say? I'm going to tell everybody what's like to live with someone with such bad ADHD like you. She said, it'll probably be your best episode ever. I was like, it'll probably be my, my least downloaded episode ever. Cause no one wants to hear about that shit, but I'm not saying it wouldn't be a good episode. My wife's awesome. She's uh she's a, she's the best wife and um she's really funny and she's my best friend. And I think it would be fun it would be fun to do one. Hey, you know what? I'm going to leave this up to you guys. Do you want to get an episode with me and my wife on? If you do, comment in the Podbean app or Facebook, I don't give a fuck anywhere, anywhere you can get in touch with me and let me know. Should I do an episode with my wife? I'm not not before. I'm I'm gonna get Derek and Theus and Aaron and whoever else. Probably I'll get Phil. Phil doesn't know he's gonna do it, but he's Phil Vallejo is gonna do a podcast with me. Um, and uh, eventually I'll get Frank Galley on as well. He's been really busy and said he was down to do one as soon as he frees up. So, uh, but anyway, yeah. Would you like to hear one with my wife? Because that would be very easy to do. And, um. I'd make it fun because I torture my wife and I'm good at it. So anyway, I'm going to sign it off here, guys. Appreciate you listening. Um, if you made it this far through this episode, I definitely owe you a beer. And um, yeah, let me know uh, what you guys want me to cover. Give me some topics. And that's kind of what one of the things is about this podcast. I want you to, as the listener, to give me your feedback kind of so that we're you know, furthering that dynamic of a conversation between me and you. I want to know what you got to say and what, what something you want something covered. And, and, uh, let me know if you'd like to get old Courtney on and have fun with that. And, uh, stay tuned for either later this week or next week. I'll get one of those three guests on and, and we'll put on a good episode for you guys. Appreciate it guys. Peace.